Welcome to the Landmark Podcast. I'm Jason Calhoun, pastor of Landmark Pentecostal Church in Texarkana, Texas. We encourage you to visit us on the web at landmarkupc.net for a schedule of services and upcoming events. We pray that you are blessed by the message today. Thank you again for listening. turn over to Matthew chapter 10, read the 16th verse, Matthew 7 and 15, then Matthew 10 and 16. While you're turning there, I want to say how much of a privilege and an honor that it has been to be with this great church. We love and appreciate you. Thank you for your kindness toward us. Uh, I was thinking about it today, and you truly are a blessed people. This is a great church. You've got something to be proud you can be a part of. And I'm so thankful for your kindness to me and my wife. I love my beautiful bride. So thankful for her. And most of all, you regular customers, all the saints of the Most High God, I'm humbled in your presence tonight. I always say it'd be hard to have church without the saints. Praise God. I've been feeling this some time and uh, Holy Ghost has given me clear direction I feel tonight and um, I pray that this this night would not be something that we just come and do our due diligence because we're guilty of that sometimes we come to the house of God because it's what we do. It's what we have always done. But tonight I pray that you'd get your heart involved in getting the Holy Ghost. And I feel like God wants to talk to this church. Uh, how many is going to do your part tonight? Matthew 7 and 15. Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing. But inwardly there are ravening wolves. Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing. But inwardly there are ravening wolves. Turn over to chapter 10. Verse 16. One verse of scripture. This is Jesus talking written in red. Behold. I send you forth as sheep. In the midst of wolves. Be therefore wise as serpents. And harmless as doves. Tonight I want to preach what I feel. My spirit. I want to preach about the wolf tonight. The wolf. Would you lift up your hands one more time. Before you're seated. And let's pray that the anointing. Would settle in this place. Would you lift up your voice. Brother Soundman. Thank you. This is just right. Come on. The Holy Ghost has come. Somebody praise him. Somebody give him glory right now. He In the name of Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Come on, I feel something moving in here right now. Would you clap your hands with me? 
Why don't you add your voice to that? Somebody give him a hallelujah. Somebody give him a hallelujah anyhow. Hallelujah anyhow. Praise God. Praise God. Come on, somebody turn it up a notch in this house. Have your way tonight, God. One more time before you're seated, give God a shout of praise. Thank you so much for standing. You may be seated. The 10th chapter of Matthew's Gospel, we find a seemingly unfair battle. Jesus makes the statement that in reference to us, we are sent as sheep among wolves. If you look at this just from the way that it seems, it's kind of unfair. Matchup is not evenly weighted. Not even a fighting chance is given to a sheep against a wolf. But tonight, it do us good to remember that God's a protector to His people. And He has chosen us to confront wolves. He said, I send you as sheep among them. That we, you the church, the bride, the body of Christ, are to face this wolf. So having the knowledge that we're to face the wolf, I want to educate you about the wolf a little bit. The wolf referred to in Scripture is a native of the country Palestine. Fierce predator. Wolves can be 80 to 175 pounds. They're incredibly intelligent. They've got stamina. Long-winded. They've got drive. Aggression. The Latin name for a wolf is Canis lupus, where we get the name canine, or dog. Wolf comes from the same species as a dog. They're most common color is gray, but you've seen them at the zoo. Pictures and photos, sometimes they're black, white, brown, a mixture of all those. But the identifying trait of a wolf and the thing they're most widely known for is their howl. And if you've ever heard a wild wolf howl, it can be something that's quite exhilarating. Get your blood pumping. Something that's kind of neat, intriguing. Something that's beautiful to listen to. But that same howl, if you heard it in the middle of the night in the woods by yourself, it, it'd send chills up and down your spine. Because wolves are dangerous. Wolves growl, they snarl, they whine, they yelp. But it's their howling that defines them. The thing that keeps a wolf pack together is their howl. It's the epicenter of their life and the center of their universe. It's how they survive, how they communicate. Howling, a wolf howling can be heard over incredibly long distances. A wolf's howl has the ability to travel several miles and they can contact one another. It's part of what allows them to stay in contact when they go on hunts, when they're separated from the pack. And studies show that when you separate a wolf from its pack, It'll begin to howl repeatedly in an effort to make contact, to get back in touch with them. And I know there are some that depict wolves as something like a lone wolf. But that's not very accurate because wolves don't like to be by themselves. As a matter of fact, wolves find comfort in numbers, kind of like rebellion, we. Some time ago it was shared with me that there are many howls that a wolf has, but... 
the most common and powerful in my opinion would be everybody say the chorus howl. A chorus howl is something that if a wolf modulates its voice rapidly, just a few wolves can sound like a great number and a great pack. Matter of fact, scientists refer to it as the Bogest effect. I've read many accounts where hearing the sound of wolves turned into just as little as one or two. The chorus howl of a wolf has evolved to enable wolves to exaggerate the size of their pack and exaggerate the size of their numbers. And tonight we have to understand that there's much similarity to this in the way the adversary does to the people of God. This is the kind of attack that Satan wages against the church, against the flock, against God's people, against the sheep, against the church. And although the devil's few and outnumbered, when he begins to howl, if we're not careful, he can make us believe that there's more of him than there are of us. That he's bigger, that he's stronger, that he's more powerful, that you're outnumbered, your adversary people of God. The devil, he wants you to believe that you're all by yourself. And that you're fighting against more than what you actually are. But you have to understand that the sound you hear does not match the reality of what it really is. Because although it sounds like a chorus of ferocious wolves, in reality all it is is one or two little mangy wolves trying to intimidate you into leaving the safety of the flock, of the church. Tonight, that's what the adversary's been doing. He's been howling to make you believe that this deadly pack of wolves is going to descend upon you. But let me remind you tonight that the devil's a liar. Landmark, I feel like tonight is a night of decision. And somebody's got a purpose within themselves that the noise isn't going to make me run. But I'm going to stand up because I refuse to be fooled by the sound of a howling wolf. When you feel outnumbered, when you feel surrounded, when the chorus howl, if you will, of the enemy has you tensed in fear, you just got to remember that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And I just feel like saying this, there's not enough demonic wolves to stop what God has in store for this church. The adversary doesn't have enough power to stop God's people. He can't even hinder the flow of blessings and favor in your life. If you're aligned in the right way, hell has no authority over us. So let the hounds of hell howl all they want to. I'm going to rest in Christ and take assurance in the fact that Jesus said that he's our rock and our fortress. Come on, David said he's my deliverer. My God, my strength in whom will I trust? My buckler in the horn of my salvation. My high tower when the wicked even mine enemies and my foes came upon me to eat up my flesh they stumbled and fell though a host though a great number should encamp against me my heart shall not fear the war should rise against me in this will I be confident let me me remind you of Isaiah 59 and 19 that when the enemy shall come in like a flood The Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against you. Is there anybody tonight that can testify that God will see you through? Anybody in the house ought to let somebody know, come on with your praise, that God will be a protector, that God will be a provider. 
the Holy Ghost in this place tonight, I feel like telling the devil there is no attack going to stop what God has in mind. So let the wolves howl. We're going to keep having revival. We're going to keep doing what we've always done. But we got to stop living in fear of empty echoes in the distance. God help us not to be fooled by the howl of the wolf. Because all it is is an empty distant echo in the wilderness somewhere. It may be that the howl of the wolf has silenced your voice, child of God. It might be that the howl of the wolf has hindered your faith and robbed you of your optimism. But it's time for an apostolic tonight to open up your mouth and claim your promise because there's been too many words from the Lord. There's been too many prophecies prophesied to this church. Come on for us to live in fear of the howl of an empty echo in the distance. We refuse to listen to the howl of the wolf because God's word will not return void. I preached about it Sunday night and I'm still stirred up about it. That God's promises in him are yea and amen and if God said it bless the Lord he will do it if a word has been spoken it will come to pass but if you're not careful you'll give up your soul to the echoes you'll give up your future to the echoes you can even give up your family your soul your life to the echoes in the distance all because of an empty howl of a wolf And the wolf's tactic is to separate you from the body of Christ, to separate you from the safety of the flock. The wolf wants to weaken your mind. He wants to affect you. He wants to howl into your spirit and howl and howl again until you start letting that affect your spiritual man. Then pretty soon, if you're not careful, you'll be harboring bitterness and you'll be harboring offense and a critical spirit will enter in and you'll be running your mouth about the people of God and the man of God. But we've got to see it for what it is tonight. It's a wolf. It's a wolf that seeks to divide that seeks to devour the people of God that wolf will have you living in fear it will have you living in doubt and all it is is the empty hell of a wolf that wants to see you destroyed you can't pacify a wolf come on you can't keep feeding him off your porch and expect him not to want to come inside because wolves they've all got something in common they've got a taste for blood and Jesus said I send you as sheep amongst wolves. He didn't say there's going to be wolves. So back up in a corner and live in fear. But we are to stand against the wolf. We're to refuse the wolf. We're to deny that wolf. But some way you got to get some grit in your spirit and stand up to that wolf howling in your life. Some of you know what the wolf is. You know that howl that taunts you. Come on and torments you. That wolf that follows you around, that stalks your every move. That wolf lurking in the shadows, waiting on you to make a mistake. And if you know anything about a wolf, they don't attack the strong. They don't attack the connected. But they attack those that isolate themselves they attack those that stay away from the body of Christ they attack those that allow offense come on in separation to cause them to leave the safety of the people of God you got to stay connected to the house he doesn't go after the pack 
He go after the ones that separate themselves. They go after the weak. Wolves go after the sick. You need the body of Christ. You need a shepherd. There's a reason the Bible tells us not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together. It's more than fellowship. It's more than camaraderie. It's more than just having yourself a little social group. Don't you know that there's a wolf? Don't you know that there's an adversary that has his eyes on you? We weep over those that have felt victim to the wolves of hell. We mourn our family. We mourn over our loved ones. We mourn over our world. But you hear this preacher tonight. You don't have to fall. You don't have to backslide. You don't have to walk away. You can make it. It doesn't matter. I made up my mind. If everybody goes, I'm staying. If my brother leaves, I'm staying. If my cousin leaves, I'm staying. I've got to be saved. Come on. You can live for God. You can stay close to the house of the Lord. You can stay close to the man of God. Get involved. Before it's too late. Because there's a wolf that's lurking in the shadows. Because as long as there's been a church, there's been a wolf. Book of Beginnings, Genesis 49 and 17. Benjamin shall raven as a wolf. In the morning he shall devour the prey. And at night he shall divide the spoil. So here we have a twofold description of the wolf. The wolf wants to devour. In the morning he will devour the prey. The Bible says. So what does that mean? The morning, the beginning. The wolf wants our young landmark. He wants our children. He wants our young people. I read on a billboard not too long ago that one of the greatest causes of death in the state of Texas and Arkansas and Oklahoma, come on, between the ages of 15 and 24, is suicide. There's a wolf that howls into the minds of young people that oppresses them. Come on, and they fight depression. It's a wolf. It's an adversary. It's a spirit of hell Because that wolf knows If he can lure you away from the church And lure you into the world Not only does he destroy a soul But he takes a life He destroys an entire life A life of blessing A life of fulfillment A life of purpose The wolf wants young couples The wolf wants new converts He wants to devour the people of God in the morning, he'll devour the prey. And at night, he shall divide the spoil. The tactics of a wolf are division, scattering, and flattery. The spiritual graveyard where many backsliders lay is due in large part to this wolf's flattery. That's what the word divide means in Scripture. And there's many saints of God that have fallen to the flattering word of a wolf. That the grass is greener on the other side. That the boundaries that your shepherd places, they really aren't necessary. You can survive outside the flock. I don't want to hurt you. That's what the wolf says. But you've got to remember a wolf is always going to be a wolf. And any voice that tries to divide you from your pastor, any voice that tries to divide you from your church, Regardless of what your connection to them is, they're a wolf. They're a wolf in sheep's clothing with flattering words trying to divide the church of the living God. But instead of being divided from the church, 
you got to divide yourself from the wolf. Because wolves don't travel alone. One thing's for certain, if you see a wolf, he's not by himself. Before you know it, the whole pack's going to be after you. I've read stories of individuals that have been stalked by wolves and survived. And it's always that first wolf that they see. And then before you know it, the pack is on them. Make no mistake, people of God. There's flattering, lying wolves with their eyes on this congregation. Trying to divide and trying to devour the sheep of God. And I've been praying this afternoon. And asking the Holy Ghost to give me the anointing to preach this. As strong as I feel it in my spirit. Landmark, we've lost too many of our young to the wolf. Division and flattery and the devouring, it's got to stop. You read about an enemy in the Old Testament that was little foxes in Song of Solomon. But in Matthew, they're no longer foxes, but they're full grown wolves. Come on. And they're not just concerned with the fruit on your vine. They've got a taste for blood. The wolf's not content with just taking your fruitfulness, child of God. But the wolf wants your soul. You may think you can get along with a wolf, but you hear me tonight. You can't get along with a wolf. It's in their nature. It's in their DNA to divide. It's in their nature to devour. Tonight, there's some of us under the sound of my voice that need deliverance from the wolves. The wolves that have influenced you for far too long. That have influenced your mind and your decisions. And the choices you make. And your emotions. You can't do anything without that wolf terrorizing you. You've got to stop living in fear. You've got to stop wondering who's going to walk away next. Come on, you're praying. It isn't your family members. And you're weeping over those that have gone. But you hear me in the Holy Ghost tonight. God's fixing to turn it around. This thing's fixing to come to an end. And I can hear the Spirit telling this church somebody's got to get tired of it somebody's got to get fed up I'll tell you what really needs to happen there's some men that need to get mad there's some women that need to get stirred up there is righteous anger there is a time to fight there's a time for war there's a time when the wolf has taken enough sheep and somebody's got to get furious Brother Calhoun in that office this afternoon I begin to pray and something just come all over me. And I want to ask you a question tonight. Is there anybody that's willing to fight for what you love? I'm a peace loving man. I believe I've got the Holy Ghost. But if anything comes to devour and divide and harm those that I love, I'm willing to fight for what I love. Landmark, you've been in a season when the wolves have come. But you're still here. You're still standing. You're still having victory. And it's no accident uh, that the young people uh, of this church uh, have been under attack. Uh, the wolf wants to devour the young. Uh, it's no accident uh, that there's been those uh, that have tried to divide uh, the house of God uh, because the wolf wants to divide. Uh, but you got to see it uh, for what it is. Uh, it's a wolf. Some of you can act like it's not real. And that I'm just up here preaching about some fairy tale. But the spirit world is as real as the pew you're sitting on. You can try to make sense of everything in your mind. I can preach till I'm blue in the face. But tonight, you got to get stirred up. I can't do it for you. It's time to get out of the corner. It's time to get a sword in your hand. It's time to fight. It's time to confront the wolf. 
Come on, something's moving. I wonder if we could just wait on the Holy Ghost a moment right now. He cut all the That's it. Come on, I'm hearing the sound of war in this place. Jesus said, beware of false prophets. They come as wolves in sheep's clothing. Let me tell you about wolves. They don't come in looking like the shepherd. They come in looking like sheep. They're the ones that spread doubt and confusion and unbelief. They refuse to be submitted because a wolf, they can't stand a shepherd. And they sow division. Come in looking like a sheep, but inwardly they're ravening wolves. They've got devious thoughts and plans, ill intent and motives. They're flattering and smooth, trying to get you on their side. But inwardly they don't care about the church. They don't care about your soul. They're not concerned with the kingdom of God. The Lord said they would be in our midst because a church that's hungry for revival with a shepherd, with some strength, is going to have the attention of flattering wolves. They appear to be among you, but inwardly, they're ravenous wolves. They want to sow division. They want to sow sow deception. And they often find themselves on the outside of what God's doing because they really fear somebody that will see them for what they really are. A wolf in sheep's clothing will plant seeds of doubt in your mind. Seeds of rebellion try to get you to question the man of God's authority. They want to get you outside your covering. But tonight there's some people under the sound of my voice that I'm praying the Holy Ghost opens your eyes to those people, those wolves that are trying to devour and divide you. you got to be very careful of the voices you allow to speak into your life because if you keep a wolf in your circle it won't be long to that flattering lying voice as you convinced of lies and you'll be harboring things in your spirit. You'll be critical of your church. You'll be critical of your church family you'll be uninvolved you'll be separated you'll be weak and anemic and you'll be good prey for that wolf all because you fell victim to a wolf it breaks my heart to think of all the people I personally know that at one time they loved God and they loved his people if you don't mind just kind of stopping the tape for a moment but because the howl of the wolf they listened to it wasn't very long till they was howling themselves There's people that turn into the thing they one time feared. I remember several years ago, we won a family to God. They were dear to our hearts. They spent Christmas at our home. and They come over to the house several times during the week. Their daughter was in our wedding. This family, they loved us. They loved the church. They were givers. They were workers in the kingdom of God. They'd do anything for the church. But it wasn't too long ago that this mother got bitter. And she fell victim to a wolf. Somebody got in her ear and started whispering lies and howling to her spirit. And it wasn't very long till her entire family was destitute. 
and backslidden, bitter against the church, bitter against our family. Hadn't seen him in a few years. But not three weeks ago, I passed him in Walmart. I smiled and I said hello. Not one word was spoken. All they did is stare at me and look at me with bitterness and resentment and hatred and angst. You hear me tonight, church? It doesn't take very long for a sheep to become a wolf in sheep's clothing. And I don't know about you tonight, but I don't want to be anything but an advocate and a help to my church. I don't want to be somebody on the opposite side of what God's doing. We need the Holy Ghost to open up our eyes to the wolves sin among us, to devour and divide. And we can't ignore them and act like they don't exist. But Jesus said, I send you as sheep amongst the wolves. We've got to We've got to fight. We've got to pray. We've got to intercede. Because there's a wolf that's trying to get a hold of those in this church that are on the outside, that are struggling. But somebody's got to get some fight in your spirit and say, I refuse. (laughs) I refuse to let the wolf take another one out. In the Old Testament, the people of God were living in fear. They were living in fear because of a giant named Goliath. A giant that just yelled. No sword, no spear, no arrow. Just a giant wolf lifting up his voice. The adversary for 40 days and nights howls. And God's people lost who they were in the midst of Goliath yelling. In the midst of this, there was people living in fear. But David shows up on the scene. And he says, who is this to defy the army of the living God? He said, is there not a cause? There is a cause to stand against Goliath. There is a cause to stand against the wolf. There is a cause. We've got a church. We've got young people. We've got babies, elders, marriages, future. We've got revival that God has in store. But somebody's got to stand up and say, I refuse to lose who I am in the midst of your lies, devil. When Goliath was howling, there was a man named Saul that was hiding. And he ultimately lost his throne and his soul. And it all started because he refused to confront the wolf. It wasn't very long, hear me, until he turned on his brother. And he turned into a wolf himself. Made an enemy out of David. Landmark, I said it earlier. I feel like tonight in the Holy Ghost, we're at a place of decision and it's time that we fight. We've got to stop tiptoeing around this wolf. We've got to stand up. We've got to rise up. I'm giving a call to action. When David ran to meet Goliath, he was showing his brethren, he was showing everybody around them that there's a cause greater than my fear. There may be big devils. There may be fierce wolves. Enemies that are larger come on in my mind than what they really are. But church, our place as the people of God is standing on the front line of the battlefield making sure the wolf can't have his way. I wonder if somebody right now would just bow your head right where you're at and begin to pray we're going to spend the next few moments come on feeling after God musicians you can come but I wish somebody under the sound of my voice that knows how to pray that knows how to intercede that knows how to travail would begin to lift up your voice
Come on, there needs to be a there needs to be a greater response to the word of God tonight. Come on, those of you that aren't getting involved right now, it's not going to be long to the wolf's knocking on your door. You may think, well, everything's all right in my family. Everything's all right in my home. What about your neighbor? What about your brother and sister that have lost those to the howl of the wolf? Come on, we need to pray right now. Come on, we need to pray right now. In the name of Jesus. Something soft and slow. Come on, it's time to pray. Come on, I'm not here to sermonize to you tonight and entertain you. But I need somebody to pray. I need somebody with a burden, somebody with some strength, somebody with some backbone to lift up your voice. Come on. Come on. I need a young lady to get under a burden right now. I need an elder right now to lift up your voice. Brother Sound Man, did you put Acts 20 and 29? Acts 20 and 29 on the screen. Is there anybody tonight that's willing to stand against the wolf? I want you to stand to your feet tonight. Paul He's speaking to the church in Ephesus. As long as Paul's in place, everything's all right. But the word of the Lord says, this is Paul talking. For I know this, come here, Brother Calhoun, if you would. For I know this, that after my departing shall grievous wolves enter in among you not sparing the flock. I want everybody in this place, every eye, to look at the pastor, look at the man of God. You want to know what's standing in between you and the wolf? Paul said, after my departing, when I go away, there's a wolf coming. And there's a grievous, ravenous wolf that's not going to spare the flock. But landmark, you hear me. As long as the man of God is in his rightful place, the wolf can't touch you. That's why the adversary tries so hard to remove him from the place of authority in your life. It's because he knows that if you ever remove the man of God from his rightful place in your heart, in your spirit, in your marriage, come on, that the devil can have free reign.
Tonight, I want us to come to this altar. And tonight, when you come, I want you to come and find a place to pray. No better way to end this service than a good old-fashioned prayer meeting. Come on, I want you to come. God, help us. Come on, let's not let this be a silent night. Let's not let this be a moment that passes us by. But I want us right now to begin to collectively lift up our voices. Come on and raise the rafters with prayer and intercession. Come on in warfare in this place. Come on, the wolf wants you to be quiet. The wolf wants you to be silent. But is there anybody right now that would lift up your voice? Come on, I know you can shout. I know you can dance. I know you can worship, but church, can you pray? Can you touch God? Come on, if you feel like the wolf is being unleashed in your life, you need to do an alignment check. You need to make sure that everything's right between you and the man of God. You need to make sure everything's right between you and your church, you and your brothers and your sisters, because there's a wolf that seeks to destroy you. There's a wolf that seeks to take you out. Come on church. Lift up your voice. It's time to pray. It's time to fight. But this is the kind of battle that we fight on our knees. Come on, pray, 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 pray. Come on, pray, 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 pray. Come on, there's enough. There's enough! It's got to stop! Somebody's got to fight! Somebody's got to stand! Somebody's got to confront the wolf in your prayer! Come on! When's the last time you yielded to the spirit of intercession of prayer? Come on! We can't let intercession die. We can't let war in the Holy Ghost pass away. I wish an elder right now would lead this church. Come on, prayer warrior. Come on, sister. Come on, brother. It's time to pray. It's time to ring the halls of heaven. It's time to shake the gates of hell. Come on. When's the last time you prayed until hot tears were rolling down your face and there were groanings that couldn't be uttered?
I've been changed. I've been changed. 
Stand to your feet all across the house tonight. Right where you stand, if it's appropriate, take the hand of the person next to you. And I wonder if somebody in response to the howl of the wolf will lift up your voice. Come on, this is what we're looking for right here. Push. Push into this. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Come on, this is where the battle's fought. This is where the war is won. Come on, lift up your voice. Lift up your voice, Zion. Lift up your voice. Lift up that voice like a trumpet. Come on. I wish somebody shout unto God. Come on. Somebody shout unto God right now with a voice of triumph. We're not going to be defeated. We're not going to be overrun. We're going to have victory. God's given us authority over the world. I feel like it'd be appropriate right now. I want you to lift up your voice and pray over your pastor and his wife and his family right now. Come on, lift up your voice, church. Come on, pray right now. Come on, pray for strength. Pray for anointing. Pray for vision. Pray that God would keep you close to him. Pray that God, come on. Would put a hedge of protection around your relationship with a man of God. Paul said, I know this, that after my departing shall grievous wolves enter in among you, not sparing the flock. Come on. You ought to lift up your voice and pray right now. Come on. This is important as anything you pray for. Come on, we're not going to get in a hurry tonight. Come on, somebody just spend the next few moments in prayer right now. Come on, we're in the vein of the Spirit. 
Come on, right now, somebody pray. Somebody pray. Somebody pray. Come on, it's time to pray. It's time to pray.